Welcome, everybody, to episode 147 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. And, I mean, not to you, but for those of us in this room, which is just me and one other person, we are doing this live, which is a lot of fun. So uh, this is kind of a precursor to our three-year anniversary. I think we've technically already crossed the three-year anniversary, uh, but we couldn't get all of the co-hosts together tonight. So we're doing this the pre-anniversary show, but we uh, we are very glad to welcome back a longtime friend of the show, longtime listener, second, third-time guest. Third-time guest, our buddy JP, Motor John. John, welcome back. Good to have you. Thank you very much. It's nice to be doing this live. We are doing this live. We're, do- we're coming to you live, recorded, from the vault at Richter and Phillips, uh, which is, you know, if you've ever been to one of the Whiskey and Watches events, which is kind of... Where this all started, um, back in 2018, where Buzz and I met Spangler and friend of the show, Ryan, um, the vault's come a long way. It's been, been remodeled. It, it, really awesome event space. I've been to, geez, a Hamilton event down here, a Grand Seiko event down here. Just a really, really cool space in an old bank vault in, in the building. And it's, uh, it's, kinda, it's really cool to be recording this kind of where it all started. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> and it is, obviously, this is a, a medium for listening but uh it's a beautiful space yes <clears throat> so we'll, we'll post some pictures from down here from from the night because uh, we, we got some cool stuff down here do a, a little bit of a different version uh, of the show um you know coming to you live from jp's uh living room since he spends a decent <laughs> amount of time here <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> it's where i conduct my secret business yes the secret business um, but anyway, as we always start out uh, with a, a drink check and a wrist check, uh, John, what is in the glass and what is on the wrist? In the glass is Old Forester 1897 bottled and bond that you, as my kind host, uh, brought along. Cheers, by Cheers. the way. Cheers. Yes, we can do that in person. <laughs> yes, indeed. And then on the wrist is the, uh, the, the 38mm Murph or the Smurf. <laughs> as I've seen it called, and, and, gotcha. and I liked uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Um, this is a watch not unlike your PRX experience where you kind of willed it into existence. I had the original Murph, and I liked it, but it was really long-lugged, as Hamilton can be. And I said, <clears throat> I still think it was a beautiful watch, and I said, if it ever if it ever brought out a smaller one, mm-hmm. I would buy it. Yep. And true to my word, as soon as they announced it, I talked to Matt Schlomer, our favorite watch doc, and uh, he's like, I'll put one back for you. You picked it up at Whiskey and Watches, didn't you? Well, I fondled it, but okay. I let him keep it so that other people could see okay. it. So yes. I didn't. I thought, well, let's just let other, everybody else kind yeah. of get eyes on it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I, I came and got it a couple weeks later. So. Very nice. Yeah, it's a, that's a killer piece in person. Like, it just, it, it fits you like a glove, and maybe something we'll talk about a little bit later. Is that the only watch you've really worn for about a month? Could be. Ooh. All right. All right. That's uh, that we'll, we'll talk about that later for sure. All right, and, then, um, and what about you? So I, because you know we're we're kind of visiting our roots to a degree. I figured I had to wear the watch that that started it all, like the first major purchase, the first watch that's going to the boy um, that I got here in October of 2017. Uh, weirdly, like that was back before Blake the Enabler started here. That was back before the vault was renovated. That was before the first whiskey and watches that I went to. Like it was. It was a while ago, but um, this watch is now five years old. It's the Tudor Black Bay steel bezel. Um, I've got it on a uh, what we uh, affectionately know as the Stretchy Boy, the uh, uh, MN style strap from Cincy, Cincy Strap Co., the uh, olive drab and with the red um, stripe down the middle, which picks up just a little bit of red 
on the dial and in the and the um, on the triangle for the loom pip. Which it's funny because I I love the bracelet on this watch. I love the clasp, and I have several watches that are like that. But there's some where it's like if I put it on this style strap, I actually end up wearing it more than when it's on the bracelet because. I only have, I think, like two of the two or three of these straps that are on the watches at any given time, and I like how comfortable the strap is. And a lot of my watches are on. I'm a bracelet guy, so a lot of my watches are on bracelets. So it's like, well, I want the watch that's on the stretchy boy today. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's what I have on. On my other wrist, I've uh, I've got a new watch edition that arrived today, which we'll talk about in a second. After I also say that I am also drinking the Old Forester 1897 bottled in bond. We have a couple other whiskeys we might be sampling on air as well. Uh, we'll see uh, how. how how deep we get into because we do have to leave at some point and drive home. Um, on the other wrist, this arrived today, and uh, several of you probably saw me post this on Instagram already, but um, I have on the new Brewmetric in a gold PVD, and I gotta say, like, I, I've always liked the design of the original metric when it came out. Like, I like the, the retro colors, they're fun, uh, but I've got the retromatic. I was like, ah, is, it, is it close enough? Is it too much? Um, and then a few, a little while ago, our buddy Mike Severini has a, um, has the, the retro version and he brought it to a red bar. I tried it. And I was like, man, you know how you can kind of tell when like a newer company who's got a great product, like they just keep slowly leveling up. Like I put, I put his on and I was like, okay, just the finishing on the case, the case construction, the way it's put together, just everything about this watch is just improved from the retromatic which I think was an improvement from the retrograph. Like I, if you look at everything that John has done in his design and the manufacturing and everything in there, it's like, it just keeps leveling up. And, you know, I, I held this next to the retromatic that I've got, which again, still a fantastic watch that I wore earlier this week, but like, there's a little bit of a chamfer on the bracelet now. The, 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 um, the case that just the way it is formed, it's formed in layers. So there's like different thin elements to it that are better fit, like just, Everything put together is fantastic. And I'll tell you, for 475, it's a heck of a way to try an all gold watch. And there's no date window, there's no phantom date position. Like it's just, it's, I, I absolutely love this watch. It's a bit of a challenge to size for me, just because I'm not as good with my, my pin tools, but uh, push pins, not pin and collars, which are also easier than the pin and collars. But like, I busted this thing out. I'm like, man, this thing is, this is fantastic. I don't know, yeah, you, you, you've handled it a little bit, but like, that watch, there may be a review coming, so pay attention, pay attention there. But uh, over at Fratello, but like that, it just it it pops. It's just a, it's just such a fun piece. It really, truly is. <clears throat> and to me, ha having owned uh, a couple of Jonathan's designs, uh, Buzz now has one of them. Yes, he does. Um, <clears throat> and he's just a neat guy to correspond with, or whatever. In fact. Were it not that it's glass, I would have brought my brew whiskey glass tonight. <laughs> Got one of those um, as well, yeah. I just—it's one of those things where you just have to wonder if at some point somebody's going to get smart and scoop Jonathan up and yeah. go come work for our company and really do amazing things for us. But I mean, for the money, if you're even wondering what you know, am I old enough? Am I mature enough? Am I sophisticated enough to wear gold? Uh, Man, this is a great way to get into it. It is. Really have something spectacular. And to the non, you know, watch nerd, the non-watch lover, if you showed this to someone on the street, they would go, that thing must have cost a fortune. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the little bevel, the little chamfer that he's got on the bracelet now is fantastic. Just the way the case is put together, it's, it's just, you can just tell it's the next iteration. It's, it's, it's an improvement over what was previously there. Um, the other thing that I like, 
other than the little metal piece, because obviously the lugs go together on the backside, other than the little metal tab, the PVD coating is on the back of the bracelet as well and on the case back. It's not like some of those watches where it's PVD'd on three sides but not the fourth. Um, it is all the way around. It just even – I'm thinking even the – yeah, even the, the inner part of the clasp is. Mm -hmm. Like it's all one color, just fantastically well done. And the Seiko movement that is in this, uh, the Mecha Quartz Chrono, the small seconds hits all 60 of the markers dead on. Which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of an automatic person by any means, but like small seconds that's running, just it, 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 it hits bang on everything. Like there's, there's just something about it. It really, it really works. I'm a huge fan. So. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Very well done. Not yeah. surprised. No. <laughs> but, but ever impressed by anything Jonathan puts out. So. Oh yeah. So, I mean, and the all gold colorway just. It's a heck of a way to see if you like all gold. Uh, Absolutely. And, and I can see, like, and it's funny because, like, it, it, in, the, in the pictures and the renderings, it looks like, oh, yeah, that's a yellow gold. But, like, in natural light, it, it's not as light as Omega's moonshine gold, mm -hmm. but it's not like a yellow, yellow gold. Like, it's kind of got an in-between. There's a little bit of a lighter hue to it, and it just, it, don't get me wrong, it's, it's a little bit flashier, especially with the dark black dial, but, like, it's all together. I'm like, is that, is that moonshine in the right light? You're like... It just it it has just this unique tone to it that looks really good. Like I, he did a phenomenal job with that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm re I was really excited about that one. It came out on Tuesday, <laughs> and I think before noon I had one on its way. <laughs> like I think I even got the note. He got it in the mail so fast. Like I ordered it, and I got the notification at like eleven fifty five that it is shipped, and I had a tracking number already. <laughs> so I was like, all right, it's gonna show up, and I can take it. I can take it downtown when we record because I, I knew you were gonna want to see it. So Absolutely. like, like it was it was just a. You know, just a matter of making sure I had it enough time, making sure the FedEx showed up at, at the right time. Absolutely, uh, that's the, that's the beauty of this hobby is the, the watches are certainly interesting, but there's a lot of relationships that are built too. Oh, and absolutely. You get to know, you know, you get to you get to know the, the the person behind the watch. That's I think the beauty of micro brands anyway is there's so many times you're like, oh, that's a cool watch, and then you hear their story and you're like, now I really want to support them, or I now I really understand the ethos behind what they're doing. So. Well, and I, I think that was. You know, one, we, we've talked about it a couple of times on here. That's been what's so kind of awesome about this experience of deciding three years ago to start a podcast, you know, and, and to get six people to listen to it that first week um, is we have gotten to know a lot of these people. And like you said, you've, you've corresponded with Jonathan before, you know, with the motorcycles and stuff like that. And then, you know, getting to meet him in person at Wind Up in Chicago over the summer was fantastic. Like, obviously, I, I could have talked to Zero off and we could like caught up like old friends, but obviously he was obviously with the brand and... It was, you know, an event where they were, you know, moving watches as well. But to see him, to see Lauren and Lorenzo from Laurier, to connect with VJ uh, again from from Oris, just you know, all the folks that we've met along the way, and then just to meet, you know, you know, I got to meet both cats in person recently. You know, we've had had you know, cat on the podcast, and obviously Tenning too um, was was very influential in us starting this. Um, getting to meet uh, the folks from Collective, getting to meet. Um, I'm, oh, Zach Weiss, who we've had on, and the folks from Warner Wound who've been great. Like, it just, there is, like, you know, you kind of look at, you know, there's there's the upper echelon of, like, watch collecting and, and the watch media or whatever. And then there's, then there's definitely a vibe from certain groups that you get, like, okay, these people are in it, they're in the media, they're in, they're in watch companies, but, like, these are the folks who are really enthusiastic about it. And we've gotten to meet a lot of those people. Yeah. And that is, I think... 
what keeps it fun is like you get to see good things happen to great people and it's just it's been it's been a heck of a ride getting to know all of them it's been it's been absolutely great so a little bit of, a little bit of reflecting that and it's funny because it's just you know it was, it was a small watch that i picked up here recently but you you can think about that in the grand scheme of things and like what it means for for what you know what this little hobby of ours has done and turned into I mean, without it, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. We wouldn't yeah. have had a nice dinner in downtown Cincinnati at, at TM3, which if you're ever in downtown Cincinnati for lunch or dinner, highly recommend. Taquerio Mercado Nouveau Trace. Yes, because there's two other ones. that I One's in Fairfield. Yes. I don't know where the other one is. I ate at the one in Fairfield a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Isn't there one in Mason? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either. But downtown is spectacular. It's a favorite lunch spot of mine when I used to work downtown, so we had to come back. Um, before we move on to, we got a, a different version of Fresh Form Finds, uh, but real quick, since uh, John is a beard aficionado, we should talk about the most recent drop from Manscaped, the, uh, the new hedge tool, the hedger. Uh, one, I got to tell you that the, 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 the pro hedge package that they sent that came with a beard brush, a beard comb, beard balm, beard oil, and beard shampoo... The balm, you know, I, I've never been one to grow a long enough beard that I had to style. So, you know, I, you know that, that's a product where I can see you might have a need for it. But the, the oil and the shampoo, I, I, I've i trimmed mine a little bit, so it's a little bit lighter. Don't probably need that for a couple more weeks. Um, but I got to tell you, the, the, the comb system, you know, 20 different clicks, you know, titanium-coated steel blades, uh, easy to pop on and off. Like, that's that's the cool thing is... It's got one comb that adjusts in and out, and the way it's designed, it doesn't get as clogged as other ones that I've gotten. And the nice thing is, you pull it straight out, and you push it back in, and there's a click, and it saves the settings, so you don't have to go back and forth. Like, the way it works, it's all internal, and then just the comb sticks, it's, it's awesome. Uh, one, wor- one word to the wise, though, on this, I will tell you this, um, the numbers on the, the clicker don't core it like if you've got like an old wall or you're used to your barber saying hey what do you take you know on a, your typical fade cut oh i start with a two or a four or whatever those numbers don't correspond to the clicks so i i can tell you from experience word of the wise i did a four i got my haircut recently by my buddy uh, guido salzano down here uh my four on the manscaped hedge trimmer is more like a two so Use that scale accordingly if you purchase a hedger, which, again, the experience I can't recommend enough. It was one of the easiest ways to trim the beard. And then, oh, yeah, it came with uh, this awesome pair of barber shears, too, to go with the comb and the brush and everything else there. Because, you know, everyone, do what you can. You comb it out so it's all going the same way, but you're always going to miss a few hairs. Like, you're always going to miss a couple. So you got the scissors. You can, you know, trim it up, help trim the mustache, all that good stuff. So if you're at all interested in that, along with, you know, the lawnmower, any of the other fine products from our friends at Manscaped, uh, you can use promo code, you know, in absentia, buzz cut, uh, to let them know that we sent you uh, for 20% off and free shipping. So there's there's a little plug for our friends at Manscaped. I was stoked about about getting that package. Like, I knew it was on its way. I was really excited. I I'd, I'd let the beard grow a little bit so I could try it out. Um, got to let the beard grow a little bit more to, before I need to trim it again, but uh, you're really excited. So buzz cut, 20% off, free shipping. Let them know we sent you. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I will be to... to talk about that just a, a smidge more i'm already a customer so when i use the buzz cut and it was pretty amazing actually it was very quick shipping as well but yes having a beard and i decided to let it get kind of bigger mm-hmm. i usually keep it trimmed yeah and I, and I was like how how long 
how long can I let it go before I look like I'm, I don't know, like I own land in 1930 or something you're like that. You're getting pretty close, though. <laughs> you exactly. are. You got, the, you got the vest on right yeah, now? You're, 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 exactly. Yeah. I look like I'm in uh, There Will Be Blood or something with Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> uh, so I'm pretty stoked about this. And that's the thing about the Manscaped stuff. Everything's so thoughtfully packaged. Yes. He didn't even talk about the Briefs 2.0 or whatever, oh, yeah. which are phenomenal, too. Mm-hmm. So it is really good stuff. So yeah. I'm pretty stoked about that because I use a... I think it's an old wall and it literally sounds like a lawnmower that has no muffler on it it's so loud <laughs> when i trim it's 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 almost painful so uh i'm pretty stoked about it as well yeah so. no it's a it's a great it's a great product i'm i'm a big fan and i've only used it the one time because that's you know once you use a beard trimmer once it's going to be a couple of days before you you know yeah. unless you're spangler just like he was using his lawnmower and apparently enough that the battery died on him which <laughs> is impressive you know, yes. I don't know how fast your hair grows, but must, mine does not grow. <laughs> must be all that testosterone because yeah. he's a younger fella. Yeah. So, just... uh, anyway, so we've got a we've got a unique take on fresh foreign pines tonight uh, because we are actually at a jewelry store. Richard Phillips has a case of watches that are you know pre loved, pre owned. There's there's some there that you know just just need to find a new home. So uh, we've got a couple on the table in front of us. We're going to talk about. Uh, I guess either call Blake or use promo code Blake for, for, <laughs> for uh, a deal on these. But what, what have you got on wrist, John? This is a watch that I have always truly liked. And, and I tend to like, I kind of like a plain dial. And this goes against everything about that. <laughs> but I have always admired this watch. And it's uh, Grand Seiko SBGK009. And it just, I don't know. What do we say? It's got like... It's like a nine-link bracelet. It's beautiful. Almost like a beads of rice, but not Almost quite. Almost like beads of rice, but not quite. You know, it alternates polished and, and brushed. Uh, the dial is ever so subtle and, and just kind of a it's kind of a charcoal gray, if you will. Uh, you know, little second style at 9 o'clock. You know, and, and we're kind of in a... It's almost like an opium den down here anyway <laughs> from a lighting standpoint. Uh, but just... Everything that makes Grand Seiko so spectacular, all the polishing and edges and all of that, just totally pops in this light. And, and it's the manual line movement too, right? Yeah. So is, a, mean, is the power reserve on the back? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's as pretty looking at the back of the watch as oh, it is man. looking yeah. at the front of the watch. It's just, it's amazing. Let's see. And uh, and sincerely, yeah, the, it's it's listed here at $7,700, but, but Blake assured us that there would be money off. Yes. If you called and, and mentioned the, the podcast. So, uh. yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic piece. Um, the, 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 the dress Grand Seikos are just, I mean, yeah. they're just unbelievable. I guess that's part of the elegance collection at some yes. point. So. Yes. I picked a unique one just because it's a design I like and that you don't see very often. Um, and it's, it's the... I don't say like the forgotten stepchild of this of this brand, but like yeah. this has been around longer than the Octo Finissimo, but it's the just the original. I think it's either the Octo or the Octo Solo Tempo. Um, what does it say on the tag? Do I have a Bulgari Octo Roma? Okay, so forty one millimeters. It does not wear like forty one millimeters. It, it wears like a Seiko diver. It does. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it 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 does this disappearing thing on the wrist. Uh, not not again. Not as thin as the Octo Finissimo, but pretty pretty stinking close. Like yeah. this is a very low profile watch. A uh, beautiful blue sunray dial with uh, red gold accents. 
Um, it's got a it's got the octagonal like case shape with the round bezel, but between the case and the bezel is just this like thin band of red gold, and it's got a red gold crown. It's on a it's on a uh, blue alligator strap, just absolutely phenomenal. This is a this is a pretty cool piece, and it's in like I know this one came from a, a collector. This one's in just absolutely phenomenal shape. Well, um, it came from the same gentleman that had this. Yes, yeah. So like they're they're both in just absolutely. He had very eclectic and excellent taste, yeah, I think, if I may think, say. Yeah, so there's myself. a Frank Mueller that's a Frank Mueller that's up there, yeah. which also came from him, yeah. and a small IWC Pilots watch. Yes. Yeah, just a thirty-four or thirty-five millimeter yeah. IWC. Pilots yeah, something watch. like yeah. yeah. So um, this is absolutely phenomenal. They've got this one in there at with box and papers at seventy-five hundred. But again, call Blake. Mention the podcast. He'll. Uh, that's, he'll, a, he'll do that's a work. subtly elegant watch. Oh, it's gorgeous. Like, this just, this is amazing. That dial is... It's stunning. And it's got the, the skeleton hands, like, just, just, you know, just hollowed out. No loom, by any means, but, like, just absolutely gorgeous. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal piece. Like, just, yeah. yeah just, I like that. You can't... And, I mean, you know, we, we spend more, more, than, oh, more than enough time here um, talking about stuff and, and, and hanging out with the staff here. So, like, just... Yeah. Call Blake, give Matt a give Matt a shout. Emma, any of the fine George, any of the fine folks upstairs, like they're they'll they'll take care of you. Like Actually, <clears throat> shout out to Nora. Nora yes. sold a Rolex. Oh, ah, yeah. there you go. She owns a couple of Rolexes, but she actually sold one. So there was, you go. I was I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's this is you know, there's a couple of other places here in Cincinnati. This is the place where we always tend to hang out. Obviously, this is where it all started at the Whiskey and Watches event. So like that's. That's like uh, it's like it's just before Christmas, but it is like Christmas for us watch nerds and whiskey aficionados. Yeah, uh, just as, as I have stated, th- this place is basically, in, in my mind, they can teach a master class on running a small business. Yeah. So they do an excellent job. Yeah. No, just absolutely, and thrilled they let us use the space tonight. Just any <laughs> any number of things to say. I mean, we we've never spoke ill of them down here on on the show, and it's it's really cool to actually be recording. You know. Yeah. In the basement, in the in the vault behind the cage. Hopefully, they don't lock us up, and hopefully, we make sure we stick to our allotted amount of time before yeah, they close. Worst case scenario, <laughs> we get we'd survive. I mean, I see. Yeah, we've got a decent amount of alcohol. We've got some beer. There is there is some water down here. You know, we could we could make do overnight. Yeah. As long as they don't lock the cage, we have access to a bathroom. So yeah, yeah we'd be all right. We'd, we'd we'd manage. There there are worse places to be locked up. <laughs> no, there's a catering kitchen. So there is yeah. snacks too. Exactly. <laughs> Ah, uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to be here. It was fun walking around upstairs. They got a little bit of a build out going on right now. They're they're expanding a couple of their brands' footprints in the store, which is it was weird to walk in and see. I was like, "Where's where's where's that wall at?" And he's yeah. like, "Well, we're we're doing a little bit of a build out." I'm like, "Oh, that's that's exciting." So, two brands that they sell quite a bit of here will have a little bit more extra extra space, and uh, it'll be good. Hopefully, they'll continue to you know one of those brands isn't known for always having the most amount of product. Uh, in in the in the in the store, but they're doing better at it. I will say Tudor's done a much better job recently, from what I have seen. Um, like every time I come in, they got a Black Bay Fifty Eight Blue upstairs right yeah. now, just hanging out in at least one, if not two GMTs and a Chrono. Yeah, and the Chrono is one that I have not seen a ton of. So that and is a couple. I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, they had the uh, Fifty Eight Nine Two Five. Oh yeah, they did, and they haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, that's another good one. I've seen a lot more. It's funny. I have to give a shout out to our buddy Mike Stockton, a uh, friend of the show. Um, ever since he wrote that article about putting the nine two five on a uh, on a Forstner Jubilee, 
I've seen more and more people with that watch on some sort, either a Force or Flat Lake, a Force or Jubilee. It's like, it works enough. Like, I mean, I know Tudor's probably not making a, a silver bracelet, although it could be done. I mean, look at Oris with all their, their bronze bracelets. And yeah. I absolutely love that bracelet on that Big Crown Pointer date. Um, I think Tudor could, Tudor could do something. Like, you know, we were, we were joking the other day um, with Lorenzo about making a ceramic, having Omega make a ceramic or a bronze gold bracelet. Like, come on, like, let's, like, let's, let's up the bracelet game, guys. Let's up, you, you've already, you've already done it with the clasp. You've already done it with other things. Like, up the bracelet game a little bit. So, bring it. That would be, ceramic would be interesting. It, well, they, I mean, Redota's ceramic bracelets, that's they, a Swatch Group brand. I was going like, to say, yeah, you're right. You said that, and I'm like, wait, Redota does do that. Yeah, so. they do. I mean, Omega would have to do a little bit, but like, not to knock Redota by any means, but like, they need to do like a better job finishing because they're just a higher-end brand. Sure, like, the expectation is there for one. And then a $400,000 chrome chime for crying out loud. You can do a ceramic bracelet. <laughs> yeah. So... And speaking of our friends at Omega, they did you see the new Speedy that dropped? I'm so super busy today. I saw just a couple of quick pictures or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, looks looks big, looks interesting. Yeah. It's off of the racing model, so the, the Speedy Automatic, the, okay. the, the dual register, not the 57. Um, and they're calling it the Super Racing. So it's got their new Spirate mainspring, so you can... Uh, so Metas, it's what, zero to five or zero to f- plus, plus zero to four. So like they try to stay in that range. This, the way you can, the way a watchmaker can adjust that can get it down to zero to two. So insanely accurate. Um, which it's got the kind of like the honeycomb dial, which is like the, the motif on the old, like the multicolored speedy racings from, from back in the day. Right. Really cool look. It is a bit thick at almost 15, but like. Get, get some new technology and it's it it's a really cool watch. I'm sure it'll still wear well because Speedies always wear small. They always do a little bit. Um, the only thing that I kind of chuckle at was it's a Speedmaster that is sort of an homage to the colorway started by an uh, by an Aquaterra that came out ten years ago, the Bumblebee. Like that's a a weird crossover. It looks good, so like I'm not going to argue with it. But it was like Speedy referencing an Aquaterra seems like a unique way to do it. But it does have the little Bumblebee. Uh, hand on the small seconds dial at nine, which is cool. So, it's it's a fuzzy connection, but it is nonetheless a cool piece. It is. So. It comes with a with a, a NATO strap that has like a similar motif, and the box has a honeycomb uh, kind of motif on it too. Which little little upset that they stopped giving you a NATO in the in the in the Moonwatch box, but I'll I'll, I'll yeah. hold off there. Actually, it's a really cool NATO, and, and yeah. we know Omega does really cool NATO stuff anyway. So. They do, they do. They don't do one with bronze gold hardware yet, though, as I told our friend Justin at Omega at Whiskey and Watches, uh, to which he said, that's fair. <laughs> we were arguing about, you know, I know you like the watch, too, the, the bronze gold Seamaster. Absolutely. It's a gorgeous watch. But it's on a leather strap. And it's like, give me another strap. Give me a rubber. Give me a, a NATO that has bronze. Like, I need the hardware to match. It's a gold watch. It needs to have matching hardware. To which he's like, that is, that is a fair point. So... Don't give me, don't, don't come at me with a steel hardware NATO. Yeah, I don't know what that would cost. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, NATO world, that'd be at least $500. Well, I mean, they make, I think they make NATOs with gold hardware, but not bronze gold. Like, they make it with gold and with Sedna. So, like, they need to just do some bronze. Like, it's, it's what, four pieces? The two metal keepers and the, and the buckle and the tang? Like, come on, come on, let's do that. So, um, but anyway. This is a nice watch, though. It's a gorgeous watch. I didn't try it on today. I normally, whenever I'm here, I, I usually try it on. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, that bronze gold alloy is fantastic. They also have, like, one of the other ones that I have a soft spot for is the, uh, um, the Planet Ocean with the white dial and the orange bezel. It's another, just another great-looking watch. But we are getting kind of Omega-heavy with our previous guest in this, this conversation. Yeah, so. well, it's hard. It, that, that was a great <laughs> listen, by the way. Yeah. When, when, when I first saw it come up, I was like, ooh, two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> My wife said the same thing that night. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, I was like... It was it was great. It was a great lesson. So. Yeah, it was it was actually it was awesome getting to know Lorenzo. You know, really glad he was able to come on the show, and it was it was funny. It was kind of short notice. Like I started, I reached out and like he he messaged me back on Saturday, and he's like he's like I can I can do tomorrow. I'm like oh okay cool we'll we'll do it we'll do it up tomorrow. So we we got it in, um, and yeah, like this this came together pretty quickly, um, which which worked out really nice. You know, would have been nice to have Buzzy or Spangler. Spangler's obviously otherwise disposed, but Buzzy feeling a little under the weather so hopefully by the time this drops next week he'll be he'll be on the mend but yeah let's hope so yeah so tis the season in cincinnati though tis the season everywhere um but you know you you made a mention when we were out at dinner earlier that that watch that's on your wrist might be one of the only watches you've even put on in the last month or so so how did you how did i want to know because i i mean i know You've got a pretty good, pretty solid, like pretty not wide collection. It's it's narrowed, but you've got some pieces that are in the collection that I feel like normally get some heavy wear. And I guess my question is like, what about this watch? It's a, and it's a gorgeous watch. There's nothing about like the, like what about this has really kind of captured your heart to the point that you haven't put another one on in a while. You know, it's a great question. <clears throat> Part of it is just the, the the simple experiment of it all. As a person who. You know, not unlike yourself, it's like, well, in the morning I'll wear this, and then by, you know, I come home from work and I throw this on or whatever. Um, and so, and, and this goes, so um, I've been a Binkles fan for, you know, quite some time. In fact, well, now you can't take it off. I'm the same age as the Binkles, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you can't um, take it off until they lose. And I was wearing my <laughs> Planet Ocean 39 millimeter until I got this. And I always wear this is. Who's, who's superstitious? Not me, even though I wear the exact same cologne every time they play. <laughs> so this was a bold move for me to wear a different watch. Yeah. Like, I literally, I'd go put on the, you know, the Black Dial Planet Ocean. Which so is I was like, So I was literally like, oh, man. But it was just one of those things where, by, by far, it's, I think it's a beautiful watch, like I stated earlier. You know, I, I, I swore up and down if they ever made a smaller one, I'd buy it. Because I loved the watch. Loved mm-hmm. the cathedral hands. Just, it's, it's subtle. You know, the Luma's good. It's not... It's not Seiko loom. It's not, you know, whatever. Uh, it's not chromolite good, but it's, it's good yeah. enough. And um, so at some point I was like, well, let's just see how long you can wear this watch. Kind of like our fathers and grandfathers or whatever, and great-grandfathers for that matter did. You know, a man had a watch. Yeah. He got up, he put on his watch, you know, and he wore it all day till he came home and he took it off when he went to bed. And that's literally what I've been doing is just I get up in the morning, put it on before I, you know, get in the shower. I take it off, put it on on the shelf, get a shower, come out and put it back on. Okay. So you thought for a second that you get it, you take it, you put it on, you get in the shower. It's like, it's yeah. got a leather strap, John, it's got a leather strap. Nah, <laughs> I'm not sophisticated. It never bothered me. But no, so I put it, you know, I put it on my little shelf or whatever and then put it back on as soon as I get out of the shower. And that's kind of what I've been doing. It's one of those things where it goes back to that classic you know, what, what's the, the value proposition that this thing offers? And I just think, boy, it sure is a nice watch. And I've got other watches, you know, whatever, at least 10 times the, the, the cost of this thing. And yet I find it just a delightful watch. And I'm yeah. just, I'm, 
I don't know. It, it, I'm just trying to see how long I can not fondle everything else in the watch box. Yeah. So it, it's really just trying to maybe simplify my own life a little bit here. So. Well, I mean, I think we all go through phases like that. And it was funny, like I... I had a couple of watches that I was looking out for, and, like, and we talked about it earlier. Like at some point, and you know, depending on how when we end here before they start putting inventory away, I would love to try on the PRX Chrono because they've got both of them in stock, yeah, and they haven't had them yet. And that is a watch which I know the it's a little bit bigger than the original, and the original is fantastic. But like, I want to see how it fits. But that's a watch that I've had my eye on, and I think at least in my head, we'll find its way in the collection at some point in some variation, but. You know, I wasn't really thinking, we talked about this the last time you were on, like kind of being content with where you're at. Like, and then until Tuesday happened, like I wasn't thinking about buying another watch at any point. And then it was like, well, all right. All right, Jonathan, thank you. Um, I guess I'm buying this now. Uh, but just, you know, you, you reach that state where you're like, I don't know that I... And you start to at least feel like I don't need something. Like you don't have the burning desire. You know, we, we I talked about this a little bit, a little bit last week with Lorenzo. It's like got my eye out for things, and there are some things that if they ever came out, you're like, all right, I got to figure out a way to make this work. Much like I did with the the, the um, Oris PPX last year, the 39 millimeter. It's like there's something that you you have in your head that if it ever comes out, and then it comes out and it's amazing, you pull the trigger. But you know, you see enough of these things, and you get to the point where like oh, I don't have to have every new thing. And then you kind of look at where the collection is and it's like, well, I can see myself at some point deciding maybe, you know, I want to go all in and get a gold watch, but it's a bold look. This is a fun way with a watch that I love the design of to say, okay, this checks a lot of boxes for me and I can see, okay, would I wear an old gold watch? Yeah. And, and if the answer becomes, well, not as much as I thought, I haven't spent $30,000 on an all gold watch. I've spent, you know, less than 500. Yes. Um, so it's a good way to try that out. And it's a design that I really like, but I, I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, I always keep saying that I'm going to get a vintage constellation at some point. And I, you know, I still might, but you know, for, for less than half of what I'd, I'd spend on a two-tone constellation, I probably am going to, I would wear them about the same amount because they have a similar vibe. And you know something? I, I like the story behind that watch. I like the person behind that watch. And this is not a knock on the fo- fine folks at Omega. I've got a soft spot for them too. Sure. But um, it just, it, you know, for, for something that I'm going to probably wear a good amount, but not a ton of because I've got enough watches that I rotate through that makes more sense than, you know, spending closer to four figures on a, you know, 1995, 35 millimeter constellation, at least for the time being. So I was really excited that that came out, but it's, it's interesting to think about, like I've tried, like I go back and forth. It's like, Oh, I want to wear one watch, you know, for a week or try to do that, or at least keep coming back to that watch more than I normally would. And then I go the opposite. I said, well, I want to, like, I've got a lot, like, I feel like I should wear, so like I'll wear two or three a day. And it's like, I don't really know what the right, mixes i'm still trying to figure that out yeah i think that's kind of where i am with with the the murph here is i'm just like i'm just going to be content wearing this watch for a while it's just like i said it's beautiful i appreciate it the accuracy is phenomenal it's got paramatic and i remember you know our 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 favorite uh watchmaker matt schlumer i guess it was last year maybe even the year before when it was in the the tissot driver yeah he was like Man, I gotta tell you, that's a phenomenal movement. Yeah. I think this thing's running. I think it's a second slow a day. That's amazing. I'm like every once in a while, and not even enough that it's noticeable. Yeah. But every once in a while, I'll just kind of tweak it up or something like that. Yeah. But it runs great. Um, it looks good. It's not a lot of money, and so that it's just kind of been my experiment. It's just 
and I think that, you know, like I said, that's kind of the nice thing about these smaller brands is for not a lot of money, you get to play with some really fun stuff. Oh, yeah. For example, uh, what's your what's your your green dial? What was it? Forster? Oh, uh, the Foster. Foster. Yeah. Foster. Yeah. Pardon my mispronunciation. That's a watch. Not a lot of money. In person, punches way beyond oh, yeah. any photo that's ever been taken of yes. that watch. Yes. It's amazing. And again... You're not breaking the bank by any stretch of the imagination. And that was, I loved, that That was one of my more favorite Red Bar meetups because of your reaction to that and our buddy Kid Wizzle's reaction to that. Because I was posting it and he was like, he's like, dude, I got to tell you, that watch, like, it literally does less than nothing for me. Yeah. And he, he's like, I just, I don't, he goes, I get, I get what they're going for. He's just, and then he saw it first. He goes, okay, what I said in pictures still doesn't do anything for me. He goes, but this in person is amazing. Yeah. He goes, he goes it's thin. It wears really well. The bezel's fantastic. He goes, he goes, what colors are they doing next? Like, I just, he goes, I like, he goes, what's still available? What are they doing next? So we've got, we've got more to talk about. We've, we've been in talks with, uh, with uh, Everett and Christian a little bit recently. There might be, there might, just, just stay tuned for the next couple of weeks on the podcast. They may have some news to share and we may be a vehicle that they share it via. Um, so there's some exciting stuff coming from those guys uh, with the 11 Atmos. So just, just pay attention there. Um, but it is, it's one of those where, like we said, the clasp, Little needs to be loosened a little bit. They're working on that. There, there may be an update to the class, but at some point they may have hinted at that. But like that watch, the bezel, not, not to knock a brand that's in house right now, um, but the the we've we've kind of talked about on the um, Marine National, the Tudor, going the dive, the normal standard dive direction. That bezel is great, just like all the other Tudors. Going back the other way, it's just it's a little bit. It's just not as good as going the other way. Like, and that's the unfortunate thing is if you go the one way, going back the other way has to be as good, and it's, it's just not. One would think, for sure. And I'm, I'm sure it's something like – I remember when, when you and I were down here in the basement in the, in the workshop fondling it with Matt when they got one in, when the very first one came in. Yeah. Um, he's like – he goes, I could probably fix that. He goes, that's got to be just a bear. He goes, that's something that if we open this up, I could probably fix. So, like, you could probably make it smooth going the other way, but the foster, both directions are the exact same, and it just, 48 click is unique. Again, that's another one of those brands where like you get to know these people, and, and it's fun listening to, to Everett, even though Andrew's not involved in the watch. Yeah. Listen to those guys on 40 and 20. Uh, it just, it, that's a watch that is totally their vibe, and I put that on, and I'm like, the SPB is safe, but, like, this is, it's, it's a tough challenge on which one to pick up each day, and the SPB is more than twice the cost. Even used, it's right. twice twice the money. Like that, it's like you just start to get to and the. I never thought I would say this, but a fully brushed Jubilee bracelet. I didn't know I needed one. Yeah, it's just a great look. Um, I haven't taken it off. I I like. I'm like that watch would go great on so many straps. I haven't done it because like I know I'm gonna want it back on the bracelet. Just like the Speedy, it's the same thing. So it just yeah, that that reaction from like. I know you and I haven't really talked about it much, but, but Kid Wizzle essentially saying is I because I don't take back what I say. It still doesn't look great in pictures, but like in person, this thing well kills. And so. to, to his credit, he takes some of the best watch photos, I, and it's maddening. <laughs> it really it's is maddening that he's so good at it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm always like, but you know, I, and I think that's kind of that's probably where I am with the Smurf and where I am with collecting because I love all watches. I love the story. Um, you know, talking to Lorenzo, and he was talking about how if if somebody says I'm wearing a Rolex because it's a Rolex, you know, versus my dad had one or yeah. Ernest Hemingway was wearing one, you know, whatever kind of thing. If there's no story to it, 
and I've always liked, for me, aspirationally, was, was to own, that's a word, to, to own a Rolex at some point, and I've had several now, loved them, still love the brand, um, and I do appreciate subtly that they do make an excellent, excellent product, but I don't ever own one because I want to flash it. In yeah. fact, I struggle with that. You know, my line of work, sometimes I'm like, the last thing I would ever own, even though they're amazing, is an all-gold Skydweller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't... Yes, upstairs. Just one upstairs. Way. Ask for Blake. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I like the subtlety of it. In fact, that's yeah. why I like the one that I have now. Uh, I bought it. It's the Jubilee dial. It's beautiful. It's very, it's I don't know that it's rare, but you don't see it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it taught me to not have to have loom on something, because there's oh, no yeah. loom on it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just like it because I like it. I like it because I started my business, I think, 27 years ago. And so this watch came out the first or second year I would have been in business. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, making house payments and keeping my, my then wife at home as a stay-at-home mom was a success, let alone owning a Rolex. So that's yeah. kind of why I bought that. Um but playing with watches enough and seeing all of these different ones, you know, and whether even if it's a mass-produced Hamilton or somebody comes in, and, and goodness knows I'm a huge Seiko fanboy, when you've touched all of them and you've owned across the spectrum, for the most part, that, that's accessible for most people. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not talking, you know, really high-end stuff, yeah. really esoteric stuff. Yeah. It's nice just to get to the point where you can appreciate all things, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, if somebody said, I got $1,500 and I want to buy three watches, I'm like... I can, I can set you up. Oh yeah, all day long. Oh, yeah. really cool stuff. Or if you said I want to spend fifteen grand, I'm like, I can. I know the perfect watch. Yep. So, that's. I think that's kind of the fun part is just getting to play with all of them and learning. It's not about the status of it. It's just understanding it and appreciating them. And even like going back to the brew, we've touched enough really cool watches that we can look at a five hundred dollar watch and go, it's a really nice piece. Or Foster, it's yeah. a really nice piece. And that's the thing that I love about it is like, I can tell you that there are a lot of $500 watches that aren't worth the $500. Right. I can tell you there are a lot of $5,000 watches that probably aren't worth the $5,000. And I can tell you that I pick up that brew or I pick up my favorite one is the new Seiko 5 GMT. That on that Jubilee bracelet, yes, it's still a stamped Seiko class, but the rest of that bracelet's phenomenal. You put that watch on and as somebody who owned a watch that retailed for slightly more than that, that was like, an older Seiko, the old orange samurai that I had that I no longer have, that Seiko 5 GMT just blows that thing out of the water. Like, if you look at where they've gone with their manufacturing techniques and just the, what they're putting out at a lower price point, it's it's just better. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say if, if you had, like, I was, I was at my barber and I was like, he's a, he's a huge Bengals fan. He actually cuts the uh, the hair of the head coach and a couple coordinators. Um, so... Um, which my son thinks is is awesome now that he doesn't quite get what, like he kind of understands what the coach is because daddy coaches basketball and, and baseball. Right. And I was like, yeah, the guy with the headset who talks to the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Guido cuts his hair too. Oh, daddy, that's cool. Like, yeah, it is. Um, Super cool. It's really cool. Um, but, uh, you know, like I, the, the one day he was talking about, you know, they, they, you know, Guido got his kids all, you know, Jordan ones for Christmas that were Bengals colors. So I was like, all right. Cause I was, you know, with, with me and my two boys getting our haircut, we don't always get it all on the same day. So the next time I went in, I had on my, my orange Seiko. I was like, I got to show you this. I said, Bengals watch. He goes, oh, that's me. How much is that? So it's like, it's like, he goes, I'm going to have to go see Blake. I was like, you should go see Blake. <laughs> I said, I know they got one in the case up there. Um, but just, you know, the, that watch 
just phenomenal. And there are other watches that I'd be like, eh, not not for that money. Like it's it, it's less about the price point. It's less about it's more about what you get for that price. But and there's always good quality things for the money, and there's always not so good quality things for the money. And that can be said for any type of a product. But I don't I don't say like doubly so for watches. But like there are brands that we keep coming back to that we like. And there's a reason we keep coming back to them because of how good they are. Yeah. So it just they deliver. They do. I've never picked up something like like every single time I've picked up a watch that I like from Seiko, I was like, this thing is great. Hamilton, I don't own one yet, but like it kind of shocks me that I don't like yeah. that 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 um the PSR, the standard black PSR, like the James Bond watch up there. I will probably own one of those at one point just because they're fun, they're novel. They're futuristic and 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 old fashioned at the same time. It's yeah. the older version of what the future would look like. Um, just a cool watch, and the bracelet on those things is killer. And the bracelet is absolutely killer on those things. Yeah, it's one of the things where. So, <clears throat> the, the listeners don't know this. We debated eating before the podcast or after, and my <laughs> great fear was we would eat. After, so we would just sit down here and I would drink my dinner and then I would walk out with a Seiko GMT. <laughs> I am struggling not to take one home. How do you not have one yet? You know, again, because I don't need another watch. But, this is fair. But, but, but I want one. They're so good. And what's funny is I love the orange, which you have. Uh, my youngest son, he loves the black. And I'm yeah. like, well, by default, the older one gets the blue. So I, I at one point, it, had I not... Their Christmas presents for me were... Uh, Bingles tickets plus pro shop visit, which was not inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, anytime <laughs> yeah. you go to the pro shop. Yeah. But uh, uh, but I, at one point, I kept thinking it's going to be three GMTs. Is there going to be our Christmas present? Yeah. So we'll we will see. At some point, I think that will manifest. I feel like that watch is not going out of production anytime soon. So they'd be foolish. To, oh, to, yeah. You know, if anything, they need to bring out three more colors. I'm sure they will. I'm I'm absolutely sure they will. And honestly, if they put that they put that orange one with a gold PVD bezel. Because it's got the gold accents and a, gl- a gold PVD yeah. jubilee, oh, like I, I kind of want to source an aftermarket, but I'm my concern is that the aftermarket jubilee won't be as good. Yeah. So the class will probably be slightly better, but the, the <laughs> jubilee itself might not be as good. Which, which to this day remains one of the great mysteries of. I guess that's how you know you you've arrived at the pinnacle of watch nerddom, is when. Your appreciation for the clasp on a watch. Well, to Buzzy's point, you touch that more than anything on the watch. Yes. If you have an automatic watch that you keep running, or I mean, unless you have a manual wind watch, yeah, you put the watch on and you take the watch off, and that like unless you fidget spin the bezel like we all do, if it has a bezel on it, they can turn. Um, like that's that's the tactile experience of your watch, and a good clasp. Oh my goodness, I, I, and to this day, I mean, I. I had the Submariner. The clasp on that thing was phenomenal. The Tudor clasp, though, the ceramic ball bearings is right up there. Yep. Just the click on that clasp is just so crisp. It is unbelievable. Um, the new Omega clasps have gotten better, yep. significantly better. Their bracelets are now right up there. I would say that new Nixon bracelet on the Speedy is... It might actually be more comfortable than the Oyster. Oh, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it is. You know, it's one of those things where I had the, uh, the blue ceramic dial uh, Seamaster. It's a gorgeous watch, but I just didn't like the bracelet. And on the Planet Ocean, it's got that, those three little oh, yeah. clicks or whatever. And I don't know, maybe not everyone is 
wired or, or, or whatever, they're, I just, I will shrink or swell. You know, if we go have pizza for lunch, you know, this thing I wear just kind of loose or mm-hmm. whatever. It's kind of, it's the beauty of having this. You know, everyone complains about this uh, leather strap, but mm-hmm. it's actually stiff enough that it almost works like... Almost like a bracelet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really does. So you can kind of, yeah. you can ebb and flow mm-hmm. as, as your diet or sodium consumption mm-hmm. changes. Uh, but anyway, so wh- one of the things that, I don't know if this is a tr- good transition or not, but one of the things I wanted to bring up was two episodes ago, as a faithful listener, what was it? Uh, well, you know, if something came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Move heaven or hell or heaven, heaven or, or high heaven, water. Heaven or earth, not hell or high water, but you know. <laughs> yes. What would you, oh, what are you, what are you, are you going to. I really thought about this. Okay. And it doesn't exist, but I, I was like, okay. And again, it's not even something, it's not, it's not like, you know, again, uh, anytime I contemplate Moonshine Gold or Sedna Gold Speedies or something, I'm like, it's, it's a lot of money. And yeah. It's just, I can't, I can't carve out that amount of, of money and put over there and truly enjoy it. Yeah. I got other grown up things I need to buy. Mm-hmm. However, if Rolex brought out an Explorer 36 millimeter white dial, I don't know what I would do. In steel? Yeah, steel. And even more so, this is a real stretch, if it had the gold the gold indices, like on the steel and gold version that they now have, if they just put just enough gold around it just to pop the numbers and the bracelet was still steel, Ooh. I would have to have that. It w- it, there would be no contest. And that, it's funny because like, a white dial explorer is one of those things where you're like, I don't think I don't know that they never do it, but something like that that would be just crazy enough. It, it's like because it, you look at some watches that then you're like, well, that's so goofy. Why'd they do that? Like the 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 platinum with the brown uh, the brown ceramic bezel. They tell you like, what? Really? That was what? That's where you went with with for your anniversary? Okay, right. Like maybe that's something that you're gonna be like, that's just crazy enough that they'd do it. <laughs> that's my hope. And, and again, I think the gold indices is is a huge stretch, but. Just 36 millimeter Explore white dial. I think I would just have to walk in here and go take me money. So yeah, yeah. I mean that I could. That would be an interesting watch. I think it would be sportier than the black. I think the black would be more wearable across. Yeah. I think the white would make it pop a little more and would make it a little more casual in my mind. I I don't know. I can't I can't figure it out because. Because the other watch that I will forever love is the Sarb 035 Seiko, oh, yeah. Yeah. which I found one. That was one of my fresh form finds, too. Yeah. And my dad has has my old one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's a universal watch. But for some reason, I guess the color white would depend. Like the the kind of creamier white of the Sarb versus if it... In my mind, it's a bright white on the Explorer. Yeah, kind of like the Explorer Two is a very bright. White. And maybe that would maybe that's the key. Maybe they tone it down. It's not so bright. It makes it a little more subtle. Yeah. it's a little more universal. Yeah. But that's I had to think of what what would what would you know? And again, literally, I was in the shower before work listening to the podcast, and I'm, and you're getting ready to yours, and I'm like, it's a Coke. Everybody knows <laughs> it's a Coke. Uh, before you even said it, yeah. But then I was like, okay, John, what would yours be? Yeah, and I was like. Explorer one thirty six millimeter white dial. Well, and it's it's funny because like I, I, I do kind of think of other things that, like, 
the, the Coke's been on the list for a while. Like, I've been the first on the Coke list for, like, four years now, right, at least. Right. Since the, well, three at least, because we joked about it when, when the podcast, because I think when the podcast started, they they had the Batman, they brought out they brought out the Pepsi again. The Pepsi was new, because it was the steel Pepsi, and I was like, hey, if they ever do a Coke, I'm, I'm your guy. Right. Um, and I still give Blake shit about that every once in a while, just, just to remind him, but also just to kind of joke with him about it. Um, but... I just I think of other things that you're like well well what if they did it would you you try to go and I mean last year it was like small PPX from Oris like you give me that and forty one or smaller take my money yeah and, and they did <laughs> I I think you wished that into existence so. yeah I, I just you know there's there's a couple of those things where you're you're like um and I'll be curious like I want. I want somebody in the Swatch group, somebody in the Swatch group, to use that new jumping hour. And it's not new. It's been out for two plus years. Mado has put it in a, in a whatever their diver is, because Mado isn't very big here in the U.S. Right? Aren't they South America or something? They're, yeah, they've been very huge? big in South America for a while. I mean, I know they're a brand in, in in Europe, and they're here now, but like they're just they're not a well known brand like Tissot or Hamilton or Omega are in the states for Swatch. If they take that, and I know it's in it's in a couple of other ones, but like I said in another episode, like put that in a PRX, put that in a C Star, put that in a any number of Hamiltons at a at a normal size, but like it's in a forty four millimeter diver for Mido. It's like a Powermatic eighty with a jump hour, a Powermatic eighty GMT with a jump hour. That should that should be in so many things. Absolutely. Like why is it? Not? I mean, maybe they can't make enough of them to support it, but it's just like holy cow, put that in. XYZ, put that in, like just in anything and you'll sell it. Like, and I know Seiko's got, let's be real, Seiko's got the same thing in that Sharp Edge GMT. Right. They have it in the Sharp Edge. That is, I know our buddy Matt McDee's got the brown dial version and he likes it a bit. And they're, they are better in person than they are in renders. Right. It does not mean they are for everybody and they are not for me. I do not like that watch. Like, I don't not like it. Like, it's a fine watch, but like, that's not a watch I would wear. Correct. It doesn't but you've speak got to you. It doesn't speak to me. But that's a watch that costs less than what I paid for my SPB limited edition, and it's got a jump hour GMT in it, and it's like, why is that not in any number of other things, right. Seiko? You make so many, like, right. you need to tell me that you can't scale. If you can't scale, there's no hope for us. Like, find a way to put that movement in. I was, I was like, part of me, when I saw, like, when we saw the teaser for the Seiko 5 GMT, part of me was like, Oh, please tell me that's got the jump hour movement in it. And like, I don't care if it's like eight or nine hundred bucks. Like, that would be amazing. And it's like, don't get me wrong, for for four seventy five or whatever it is with the with the jumping um, GMT hand, it's fine. It's a great watch, but it's like, man, could they have charged me like if they if if they would have made more of those movements and charged you four hundred dollars more or five hundred dollars more sure. for it? Don't tell me that they wouldn't sell almost the exact same amount of those watches. Right, and it would be the <laughs> ultimate traveler's watch. Exactly. You're like. You could wear a Seiko anywhere. I mean, just, oh my goodness, like, if they would have done that. Like, and it's just, it just, it makes you hope that something's in the works. Something's got to be in the works. Because you look at a lot of these brands, and the thing that I find in talking with, obviously, the brands that we get to talk to, but, like, you see something like a Seiko 5 GMT come on, and you're like, okay, somebody there gets it. Yes. Enough people there get it that this watch exists. Like, yes. you look at some of the products that some of the brands put out, you're like, okay... I get it. You got to sell watches to normies. I get it. But then something like that watch comes out. 
and they even kind of joke mea culpa like, right like, like like Shannon was joking about this like he didn't show us pictures but like in our, at the, and I hope he doesn't he probably, I mean, nobody in Hamilton listens but like and realistically it's out now so we can talk about it like he gave us like a week early preview of the announcement he goes yeah I can't talk about it officially he goes so nobody say anything until it drops but like yes we're doing a smaller Murph we realize it's too big it's not going to be like the prop one in, in the movie that says Eureka on the second San Diego's but it's coming and it's going to be awesome and it is. It's like, as you can tell, it is absolutely, you know this because you've worn it for over a month. Yep. It's a phenomenal watch. So like there are watch people at these watch brands and they get it and it like, it gives you hope. It's like, okay, I know we talk about these things not, not existing yet and hopefully they'll come out. It's like, they will eventually. Like people get it. Think, things are happening the right way. If brands are smart, because, because to me, the small brands are stealing their thunder. They are making the things that we want or the things that we want to experiment with. So the bigger brands need, they need whatever focus groups, they need to go to Red Bar, you know, they need to, they need to and, and to, to Hamilton's credit, someone listened and made a Smurf yeah. instead yeah. of a Murph. And hats off to them. Like I said, I, I put it out there and true to my word, I was like, if they make one, I'll buy it. So, well, I mean, the, you, you get, you can see the brands that have kind of embraced it. And, there are bigger brands that have embraced it. Obviously, the smaller brands, they, they thrive on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether it's through wind-up, whether it's through going to local events. I mean, heck, we had a, a Red Bar event as the Air, Oris Airstream was going from one bigger yeah. show to another bigger show. They showed up at, at Big Ash Brewery right by my house and decided, like, they were like, hey, it's passing through town. Can we do a Monday as we're, as we're driving through? We're like, hell yeah, we can do a Monday. That was a phenomenal um, It was just so much fun. But it, it's and like, it was like going to dinner with your dad because they gave us, like, here's a card that has so much money on it or whatever, Drink, have some beers or whatever. you can go pour your own beer at that place is amazing. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite But, but I was like, like, I was like, this is awesome. And, yeah. and as a guy who owns two Oruses, you know, I'm a fan already anyway. So, yeah. just, but again, they listen. They do. Well, the, the Cherry Dial Aquas in multiple sizes now. Like, things like that. The small PPX. Like, they get it. I mean, let's be real. The, when, when Omega dropped the first Speedy Tuesday with Fratello, that was a phenomenal watch. Obviously, they worked on. Then the second one, they, I'm, I'm waiting for Speedy Tuesday three at some point. I know they're they're kind of going to more limited production instead of LEs, but like, I know that there's a design that exists. It hasn't been made, and it's been a while, but I know there's a design that exists. Um, although realistically, if they dropped Speedy Tuesday moon swatches, I would buy both of those in a heartbeat. Absolutely. If I could, like, they would have to sell those online then, and I could actually probably get one then. Um, Instead of having to drive to Atlanta, <laughs> although we, we talked, Lorenzo and I talked. He's he, there's a swatch boutique in Vegas where he's at, so maybe that, maybe a Pluto might be happening. There you but, go. Um, I just want an Earth. I'm a simple man. Yeah, I just well, want the green but, Earth. But the funny thing is, they leaned in hard on that. So they had the Speedy Tuesdays come out, and then they dropped the three, two, one on the first Tuesday of the new year that year. It's like okay, that's a brand that at least, I mean, they're a huge brand. They have a lot of stuff that they do. That's you know you know marketing driven and, 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 and sales driven but like they know that this subset exists and they, they embraced it and they went out like yeah no we're dropping the 321 on Speedy Tuesday like that just they get it like that is somebody gets it exactly and, and that's what you keep hoping is that there's enough people who are in the industry and I mean they, 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 they can't not be like I was shocked when we were here um, you know talking with, with Scotty from Tudor be like he goes oh yeah I know, I know you guys I was like you know, he goes oh yeah he goes he goes, he goes, I wouldn't be doing, I wouldn't be as good at, at what I do, you know, working for who I work for, 
uh, if I didn't know who you guys are. He's like, I listen to you guys. I listen to, I listen to all the watch podcasts. He goes, I, I, I got to know this stuff. He goes, plus, I like the watches too. It's not just a job to him. Right. Like, and that's, that's what you, you hope you get. Um, so. Yeah. Well, and I know we're, we're running out of time, and I know you and I want to try out some watches upstairs before they put them away. Indeed. And we, we've just, we're 20 seconds away from cresting the hour, so by the time we get there. But, like, that's, one of the things I do want to say is, that, that interaction with Scotty that I was talking about, the interaction with Justin, all that happens it with Shannon from, from, um, from Hamilton, with the folks that we've met from Grand Seiko and from Seiko here. Rusty is one of them, and then I can't remember the gentleman from Grand Seiko who was here the one time. Oh, uh, yeah, and he was great. And, yeah. Um, he was phenomenal right out here. Yeah, so, like, just all that has happened through this place. So yeah. just, again... Huge, huge thank you to. It's too bad because our, our you know, two of our favorite people from the store uh, were, were, were had prior commitments and couldn't be here after hours to hang out with us, uh, Blake and Matt. But like, just absolutely phenomenal, you know, phenomenal place here, Richter and Phillips. That that happened at Whiskey and Watches. They're they're cool with us having semi stole, like not really stolen the name by any means, but like we met here, so like it made sense. It's the Whiskey and Watches podcast. It wouldn't exist without that event in 2018. Yeah. Um, just, just phenomenal place. A lot of, a lot of fun memories. A lot, a lot of people I've met at the larger brands have been here. A lot of great experience with those brands has been here. Um, just, you know, can't thank them enough for, for, for letting us be here tonight and for, you know, just being, being a place that kind of fostered the original interest in, in this. And truly, because I'm on enough, you know, forums and stuff with watches and people will complain about their AD or whatever. And I'm like, that is not my experience no. ever. And, and no. I remember distinctly coming in here years ago when I was looking at my first, quote, luxury watch. It's an intimidating thing when you come in and you're like, uh, you know, 15 years ago I bought a car for what I'm going to maybe spend on a watch or whatever, or 20 years ago or whatever yeah. it is. It's a number. And the experience I had here initially was so amazing. Um, so when I when, if, so if somebody's listening who's not a local person or whatever but says – and I want to drive two or three hours to come to a great AD. I see. Make it a road trip. Cincinnati's a great town to eat in. There's lots oh, yeah. of stuff to do here. And come see, you know, come to Richter and Phillips. So Yeah, can't can't recommend it enough. I mean, we one of our one of our closest friends through Red Bar doesn't live in Cincy. He lives two hours away in another large city with a bunch of ADs. So like he comes here because he trusts Matt to work on his vintage right. watches. So Absolutely. You, you just and that's he's been on the show. That's how we met him was at a Red Bar event on a Monday night in Cincy. And I was like, "Wait, you drove all the way from there?" He's like, he was, "Well, yeah, that that Red Bar group meets on Saturdays. I got stuff to do on Saturdays." He goes, "I don't really have much to do on a Monday night." I'm like, that, "Fair enough. Fair enough, man." <laughs> so, no, just just really thrilled. Can't believe it's been been 3 years. John, I appreciate you coming and hanging out. Yeah, hey, I appreciate although, it. Although it's not you really twist your arm to get you here to Richter no. and Phillips. So, like <laughs> No, it's pretty easy. So. Yeah, so no, really appreciate it, and uh, we will catch everybody next time. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us for for a little over an hour again. Thanks for three years. We really appreciate it too. So, until next time, see ya.